This show contains four-letter words and adult situations. But what did you expect? It's called Now That I'm Older. The best part is you're not going to tell the cops when the river rats no, the nine-year-old whipped my ass. So this nine-year-old whipped my ass. That's right. So I got off scot-free. I didn't even get in trouble. I can't believe you'd put your uh, you'd put all your support behind Cthulhu when we're fighting a zombie apocalypse. I can't. I don't understand you sometimes. This is why I have to be the governor, no, and you're in the stockade. Just, he's just going to eat you. Well, we're going to survive on kale while you're out there being a cannibal. I think that's what you would do first. Oh, I would, would totally become a cannibal before I'd eat your goddamn kale. <laughs> Sorry about my shit intro. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Now That I'm Older with Shane Smith and Ken Baldwin. A.K.A. K.B. Paperstacks, A.K.A. Baldwin Escobar, A.K.A. Danger Zone, A.K.A. Vanilla Thriller, and A.K.A. MC Killer B. No one calls you any of that. When you get a puppy, there's lots of things you don't consider, like how often you have to take them out during potty training. You don't think about the possibility of them maybe eating the laptop cord and not realizing it until you go to plug it in because the chew marks are on the other side and then seeing sparks fly across the bedroom, almost catching your house on fire. You don't think about going out at 3.30 in the morning during the work week and all the way back into the house, stumbling into the house and just begging and praying that this puppy will go right back to sleep and then having to play with the puppy for 45 minutes because she wants to play and she is not going to go to sleep until she does. Well, for us, when we got our newest puppy, Penny, we didn't think about hardly any of these things. We thought she was going to be awesome. She was going to be cute. She was going to be sweet, but she is a high ass energy breed and she constantly wants to play. Now, overall, Penny is perfect in every way. She's got beautiful blue eyes. She's got this beautiful coat. She's a little white dog. But the only thing that was a drawback to her was how high energy she was. We got two older dogs, and they were absolutely not down with entertaining an eight-week-old puppy. And they basically kept looking at me and my wife like, look, you guys got to do some shit about this dog, or she's going to come up missing. So after a couple of weeks, my wife comes up with the perfect solution. She says, we got to get her a playmate. We got to get her somebody her own age, or she's going to drive Turkish Invader crazy. And this is how we ended up with Piper. Now, whereas Penny is this perfect dog, Piper is most definitely not the perfect dog. She's a couple weeks younger than Penny, but she's basically like a small demon contained in a 20-pound, 25-pound body. She's basically a dog. Like when we saw the ads for her and we're going to see her, we were told that she was going to be an Aussie boxer mix, but she's not any of that. Like we've taken a skip in the word mutt when people ask us what she is and we just call her a dog. Like on the ownership papers filed with the vet, under breed it states dog. But her mystery breed aside, she's a different breed in a completely different way. Like, she bosses all the other dogs around. The youngest dog we have is running shit at the house. She keeps the other dogs in line. She barks at them. Like, our two older dogs, Bader and Turkish, who are both over 10 years old, she claimed Turkish's spot on the bed, a place he's been sleeping for years, and she came in and just said, nah, this is my house now. It was like watching the mafia take over a city as she grew from this little lovable puppy into a velociraptor. Like, whereas Penny is perfect, Piper's like having a terrorist living in your house. Now, I know what you're thinking. We should train her, we should take her for walks, and we're working on doing all that shit, but Piper's one of those dogs that just believes she is running this house no matter how much alpha shit you try to pull on her. This is her yard, and she's happy to remind you of that. She believes every place she's in is just for her. Now, one of the other cool things about puppies is that they want to be right up under you no matter where you go. They want to be in the bed with you. They want to be on the couch with you. They want to be on the bath. They want to be in the bathroom with you. They want to be in the backyard with you. They want to follow you every single place you are. And when they wake up in the morning after they've had breakfast, they want to play. Just like we said earlier, Penny's all this high energy and shit. When her and Piper wake up, they want to play. Now, older dogs are fine to go to sleep and pretty much chill for the rest of the morning on a Saturday and just let you get some sleep. But puppies are not having any of that shit. They believe everybody in the house should just wake up and be as jacked up about being as live as they are. So they start jumping on the bed, playing loudly, biting each other, biting at you, trying to get you to wake up and just fucking play with them. Enjoy the day. And this is fine if you're ready to get up. But if you're looking to sleep in, it goes from being something awesome about puppies to being annoying as fuck. Well, the other morning, Nikki had worked the night before and she'd worked pretty late. So she was not in the getting up early mood. 
She works as a nurse pulling 12-hour shifts, but on the Friday before this weekend, she'd been there for like 16 hours, so I knew she was going to want to sleep in. And being the good husband that I am, I wake up and I tell the puppies, let's go downstairs. Like, as soon as I start jumping on the bed and acting crazy, I'm like, let's go on downstairs. And we've done this little trick before where I'm going to go downstairs with Penny and Piper, and they're going to get excited and follow me downstairs, and I'll start my day a little bit earlier and deal with the crazy puppies, but Nikki will get to sleep in for another hour, and everything will be great when we wake up. Well, this morning, I grab a glass of water, and I start down the stairs to the man pit, and it's this typical stairway into the basement. It's like 15, 16 stairs, and the stairs are carpeted, and I've taken this staircase millions of times without incident, when suddenly I hear the telltale sound of Piper thundering on the hardwoods upstairs like this little black missile coming to join me in the basement. She had waited upstairs for a few minutes for whatever reason, and now she is bolting down here. Now, typically... All the dogs run down to where I am on the steps, and they stay a couple of steps behind me as I'm walking down, but not Piper. Piper thinks every space she's in is for her, so she shoots down the stairs at about 150 miles an hour this morning, and when she goes down the stairs, she doesn't like run each step. She jumps in between the stairs so she can get down faster. Like She's coming at me like she's been shot out of a fucking cannon, and I can hear her coming, but I'm expecting her to run up next to me like usual, but not today. Today, she was going to test her understanding of physics as a dog. So as I'm starting down the stairs, the same way I've done time after time, Piper comes running up behind me and tries to run through my left leg. Now, I'm not expecting this at all, and I'm mid-stride from step to step walking. I got my glass of water. It's Saturday morning. It's going to be a happy day. I'm going to watch an episode of The Office. When all of a sudden, my left leg is taken out like I'm Danielson at the end of Karate Kid. Suddenly, I'm falling face first down these stairs, about three steps from the bottom. The glass goes flying, water's all over the wall, and I just lay there for a second on my back, staring up at the ceiling of the stairwell of my basement, contemplating the decisions that have led me to this point in my life, contemplating whether I still love this dog. When Piper runs back in from the basement, like she had shot on past me as I fall down the stairs and comes running back into the room, looks at me, licks me on the face and is like, dude, what are you doing on the floor? Get the fuck up. We got some shit to do. And I get up and my right toe had started to turn this special shade of purple. In the end, I either dislocated or broke my toe, or should I say Piper fucking dislocated my toe or broke my toe or whatever. And all this because I wanted to be a nice guy and let my wife sleep in. Later that morning, I told my wife what happened. She tells me, I heard something in the basement, but I thought I was dreaming about somebody falling. I figured if you were really, really hurt, you would have let me know. Hey guys, welcome back to another week of Now That I'm Older, a show about how getting older sucks but can be awesome at the exact same time. You can find us online at nowthatimolder.com. We're also on Facebook as well as Google Play, Stitcher, and iTunes. Please rate, review, and subscribe to the show anywhere you find us online because that helps us out a lot. And if you'd like to support the show, you can go to patreon.com slash nowthatimolder. And if you give to us like our badass Patreon, Michelle, we're going to give right back to you. You can also find us on Twitter, Gmail, and Instagram, but it's at NTIOPod. And you can also find us on Twitter with the hashtag Potter and Family. Now, if you've never heard about the Potter and Family, it's basically a family of podcasters that came together to cross promote each other, spread the word about independent badass podcasts everywhere and create a family out of absolutely nothing. If you go to Twitter and check out the hashtag, you're going to find our show as well as the These Guys podcast, the Wretched Wrestling podcast and the Apple Slice podcast. And this week on episode 138, Cannibalism Over Kale, we're going to talk about a couple of different things like our dad's getting into some fights and later on we're going to find out exactly how prepared me and Kenny are for a zombie apocalypse. So check it out. We'll be right back. Here's a good idea. Have a point. It makes it so much more interesting for the listener. I always wait a little bit before I record. Why do you do that? You always miss my material. I know you're going to say something ridiculous that doesn't need to be on the recording. Boobies. See, I cut that out. I didn't need that on the recording. Now I got to fucking edit that in the back end, dude. I don't understand why you do shit like that. To make you have to do shit. Just stop. Okay. Boobies. So the other day I told a story about my dad getting viciously attacked by our neighbor. And when I told it to Kenny, um, he laughed like an asshole. <laughs> I was like, we really need to talk about that on it the show. Funny. I want to join in, in that story with you. So for anybody who's listened to the show recently, I told a story about my dad getting jumped by our neighbor, Ricky. <laughs> it's always a Ricky <laughs> or a Dave or a Ted, as we've talked about before, or a Bo. So my, uh, my dad and Ricky were all hanging out watching wrestling on the weekend. And, 
Kenny knows as well as I do. As a kid, you were told to get the fuck outside and just stay the fuck outside until the lights come on. Well, this was one of those magical days where dad and all his friends were hanging out, drinking and smoking pot. And they were like, hey, old boy, you can sit here and watch wrestling with us. You felt all super special. You try not to fuck it up. Try not to say anything stupid. <laughs> no, you sit on the end of the couch all quiet. Like, shh, Steven, dude, shut up. Shut up, dude. Shut up, Steven. I hear if you don't move, they won't see me. <laughs> They're not Tyrannosaurus Rex, Shane. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of how you felt around your dad, though. It was like, don't fuck this up for us, Steven, okay? God. So we're all hanging out, and Dad and Ricky get into an argument about pot. And Ricky sold pot. He lived across the street from us in his own little single wide. And we lived in our little single wide trailer in the middle of this unnamed trailer park in the middle of Villarica. With the horses. With the horses and the and fucking the mud. and the mud. <laughs> the red clay everywhere. Um in this neighborhood, it was so redneck that one time during an ice storm, I watched two rednecks, one driving, one sitting on the back of a three-wheeler, not a four-wheeler, but a three-wheeler, and go up a hill. That was like legit, like a, almost a straight up incline. That, that's an amazing. They went up the hill and then fucking <laughs> flipped over and we watched both of them almost die right there in the middle. And I'm watching it going, that's stupid. That's way too steep. For them to go sounds up. like, I don't know, either hell or maybe a real bad part of like, I don't know, Valdosta. Douglasville? <laughs> <laughs> close. I was close. So we're, it was a really, really redneck place. Well, my dad's sitting in there with like a couple of my uncles. A couple of neighbors and Ricky and dad and Ricky get in this argument about how much the pot that dad was going to buy from Ricky was going to cost. And they start discussing it. And me and my little brother are kind of trying to pay attention to the television. Like, don't look at him. Just don't look at him. Exactly, dude. Sting was just here. You know, Rick Flair is going to be here in a minute. Just shut up, Steven. So (laughs) they start arguing and everybody in the room is kind of like, you know, kind of trying to be like, you know, shut the fuck up, guys. (laughs) We're trying to watch wrestling. (laughs) And they keep on arguing. And at one point, Ricky gets like pissed the fuck off and stands up and storms out of the house. My dad starts screaming, you get the fuck out of my house then, Ricky, if you want to act like that from my goddamn friends. <laughs> I'm in that friend. It's a trailer. <laughs> Kenny, shut the fuck up, dude. You're going to get thrown out. You know my dad's got the gun belt and his parents, your parents have already said it's okay for him to beat you, okay? I'm used to being beat. I'm a little sissy like you did. <laughs> So Ricky goes storming off outside of the house. My dad brings industrial shit home and whips us with it. Like a cutboard thing. What? Oh, you ever told you about this? No. My grandma used them too. So there's this thing when you cut thousands of sheets of paper. It looks like a giant razor blade. And it's hydraulic and it cuts down into the paper, right? Right. Well, on the bottom of it, they don't leave the stainless steel place. There's a little strip where you have a removable, replaceable piece of plastic. <laughs> and it's like a little bit over a yard long and it's only like half an inch wide like deep so it's like a whip <laughs> like like a horse whip the kind that's hard <laughs> but a whip still you have some Django and Shane kind of yes, shit going dude, on my grandmother house. used to leave us striped dude we had stripes on our thighs like we look like little tiger shark children <laughs> at the time especially me because I asked for whoopings don't I, don't kill these flowers. What these flowers right here that I'm hitting with a stick? Fuck you! <laughs> ah, ah, ah. I, I wasn't even a runner. I, I would like I would try to be defiant about You'd it. You'd buck up about yeah. it and get your ass beat. I don't care about this ass whooping. I'm, 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 God, I don't care. You're that kid. The first three licks, you didn't cry. And then after the fourth, you're like, ah, ah. <laughs> busting out. So yeah, he'd bring these motherfuckers home. And my grandmother's one that was using them. She was like, oh, those are, these are awesome. <laughs> these are awesome. good ass beating tools. These are great, awesome child abuse tools. Because <laughs> old people didn't care, man. They would oh, beat no. you like you were a runaway slave. No, but I've, <laughs> I've told you before on the podcast about me having this beautiful red fire engine with like two yard long fucking ladders on it. These big, <laughs> beat thick Steven's ladders. Ass with it, no, it? no. My grandfather, oh, when I was like your six years ass. old, my dad came in late. And I can't got up the next morning and the uh, ladders, both of them were missing from my fucking fire uh, truck. And I'm like, what happened to my ladders? And Papa was like, well, you know, your dad came in late last night, so I had to take care of that. And I'm like, what the fuck does that mean? You had to take care of this. Oh, oh. <laughs> oh, never mind, Papa. I love you. <laughs> I'm not fucking with you. So, yeah, so I went to work with my dad one time and found where, like, the stash was <laughs> of the blade receptors. <laughs> and I fucking broke those motherfuckers and threw them in the trash. That's exactly what we did with the Lone Ranger gun belt. We fucking buried that motherfucker. Well, I mean, We're like, you gotta my get dad was like, why are you so mad at this thing? <laughs> He's like, oh, yeah, try to get him to your grandmother to beat her, beat you with them. <laughs> it was like they had a conspiracy. I was so bad, like, all the adults had to work together. 
to corral. <laughs> See, I was the kid who was the fucking the, the snitch. The, no, I wasn't the snitch. I was the rule follower. Whatever. I was the one who was always doing what we, I was told. We've to established do. this week that you're a snitch. <laughs> oh, snitching ass. So as my dad and Ricky get into this argument, Ricky storms off over to his little shitty single wide trailer. My dad starts rolling another joint. And we start, you know, watching wrestling and Ric Flair comes out and everybody's like, oh my God, it's Ric Flair. I hate him. All that shit. And Was your dad pro Ric Flair or not? My dad liked wrestling. So pretty much he he either liked or hated every guy he saw. And Ric Flair he liked because he'd been on for a long time. But every time a new wrestler would come on, it was kind of like when he would watch previews for movies. My dad would make a snap decision about the wrestler in like five minutes. Brian Pillman, the first time he saw I don't like him. I don't like him at all. That's where you get that and from. Every- <laughs> I'm just sitting here going, uh, uh. No, no matter what happens from that point going forward, not going to change that fucking snap decision ever. Well, I mean, once I find out that I don't like something and I do all the research <laughs> after 30, 45 that you, seconds. That, that you look for and it only count if it goes with what you already think. Yes. <laughs> So we're sitting that, oh, that page was bullshit. <laughs> what they said doesn't count. <laughs> okay. I don't like that story. I'm, I'm going to exclude that from my argument. So we're all sitting there. My dad's rolling another joint and Ric Flair's come out. And suddenly I see out of the corner of my eye. One of the things I forgot to mention to you is Ricky had white hair. And when I say white hair, I mean like Ric Flair kind of white. Was he old? He was like, no, he was like 45. <laughs> and his hair was like white, like blonde, like white blonde. Like it was ridiculous. He like probably he died. bleached that shit. No, he didn't bleach it. It just looked weird. Like he even had the white eyebrows. Maybe it was from the horses. <laughs> I don't know what it was from, but he looked weird. So suddenly I see him reappear about maybe three, four minutes later out of the corner of my eye, but I'm trying to ignore him. Cause I mean, he's an adult and I'm trying not to move too much. Like my dad's <laughs> trying to piss Rex. off the adult. So I don't get kicked out of the wrestling goodness. And I have to go outside of the 98 degree temperature. So suddenly so good. Ricky reappears and he's carrying something, but I can't tell what it is because the way our living room set up, he's walking through the kitchen. So the dining room table's in my way. He comes around the corner and before I realize it's even happened, he drops a four foot level across the side of my dad's head. <laughs> Whack. And like, like, oh my bam. God, <laughs> exactly. it's a foreign object. <laughs> my God, I think he just killed Dennis. Like it was like seriously like a slobber knocker sort of a thing because my dad goes down, weed goes flying everywhere. My dad hits the ground and Ricky comes down again like a horseman, dude. And it's like, bam, hits my dad like three times with the level. Steven has no idea what's going on. I jump up and run past him. All the other adults are still sitting there watching wrestling and like looking and realizing this is all happening. All this takes like 30 seconds to happen total. I jump up and run and he's coming back down with this crazy ass drunk high look on his, in his eyes. And I grab the back of the level and I'm like, stop hitting my dad. You oh, know? so you took the pussy route. No, I ran up and grabbed the Who level and stopped grabbed him. The level? My dad got into a fight with a guy on a river rafting tour. <laughs> <laughs> we were whitewater rafting and I'm like nine. <laughs> and I'm already a big kid. So let me be on the adult tour with my mom and dad. And this, like, tour guide's a jerk. He's a jerk the whole fucking time. And, like, him and my dad start getting into a tussle. Like, at first, they're, like, playing around. And it starts getting a little serious. And the guy's trying to throw my dad off his boat. They're on two different boats. (laughs) (laughs) So I take a paddle. (laughs) Oh, my God. And I go onto his boat on the back of the boat. They're in the front. They're, like, the two boat leaders. And I whack the guy in the back (laughs) with my paddle. Like, hard. (laughs) And knock him into the river. <laughs> and he came up. I started swatting at him until the grown-ups took away my paddle. I was whooping his ass. <laughs> um, you you stopped the weapon. I'll give you credit for that. But I attacked the aggressor. See, you kind of were like the other wrestler, whereas I was the referee in this situation. <laughs> I stopped the attack from happening. It was like when the rest of the bad guy jumps the good guy. But there's three other good guys there that he doesn't know about who come running right out. And then they whoop the bad guy's ass. Well, that or it was like the time that ECW invaded WWE and everybody was all thinking it was all over WWE and Stone Cold showed up out of nowhere and <laughs> stuttered everybody. <laughs> well, that's not the end of my story. Like, Ricky does not get the best of my dad in the end of the story. Dad wakes up like... The river we, guy didn't get the best either. He got, le- he got well, left in the river. <laughs> remember, my dad got hit in the head like three, four times with a four-foot level, like a solid-ass level. Like, like, bam. And my the dad, best part, hold on. I hear dad, you. My, I hit the guy in the head a good four times with the paddle as he was drowning. My dad but the best part up. is you're not going to tell the cops 
when the river rats no, nine year old whipped my ass. So this nine year old whipped my ass. That's right. So I got off scot free. I didn't even get in trouble. Well, I didn't get in trouble either because I stopped the attack. And <laughs> I was obviously the hero of that day. Little law um, and order ass. You were all like, Dad, we'll just stop them. I'm all like, let's kill the no, criminals. No, no, no. <laughs> My dad wakes up a couple seconds later. I think I'm like 11 at the time and Stephen is like five. So my dad wakes up a couple seconds ago, looks at Steven. Steven is pouring tears. Just, oh, my God. He killed my dad. He's always been emotional. <laughs> dad got knocked out for like a good minute or so, which is super bad for you. But dad wakes up and looks over at Steven and goes, hey, who are you? What's wrong? <laughs> <laughs> my dad had no idea who we were for about the next five minutes. So I get up as the law and order, like rule follower. I'm going to go let mom know what has happened. That dad got his ass whooped to the level and she <laughs> needs to know about this. So I jump up, run to the other room. I'm legit like six digits into a seven digit number. When I hear everybody in the living room go, no, Dennis, no, stop, Dennis. You need to stop, Dennis, right now. There's nothing shocking about that. So I drop the phone, legit six numbers into a seven-digit dial, drop the phone to walk outside just in time to see my dad take his 444 <laughs> rifle, aim it up in the sky. It had a bolt action, and he gets like five shots off where all the neighbors are standing out in their yard as he's firing these shots off. And looks over at Ricky and goes, hey, motherfucker, if you come back in my yard trying to whoop my ass with a level, I got something for your ass next time. Needless to say, relations with this, our neighbors. This is like foreshadowing. <laughs> <laughs> Dennis gets beat up. Dennis goes for good. Yeah. Yeah. It was uh, It was kind of sick how that whole thing happened. He takes like a learning disability to a whole new level. <laughs> Not No pun intended with level. But <laughs> 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 like, it never ends well for Dennis, but he keeps going back to the well. <laughs> I just remember that day being like, what the Flaming fuck happened. We were watching wrestling 15 minutes ago, and now dad has, like, you know, mild amnesia, and he's firing a gun in the front yard. When I finally get a hold of my mom, she's like, what the fuck is going on over there? Exactly. What are you doing? Are you the Are you the adult in charge of the children right now, Dennis? Is that what's happening? We'll start leaving Shane in charge if you don't quit. Which is why I ended up watching my little brother a lot of the times. When my dad was home, my mom would come to me and be like, you're in charge of Steven. Your, dad, your dad's going to be here, but you're in charge of Steven while I'm That's gone. That's why you, well, your grown-ass dad got his ass spanked. <laughs> you're a six-year-old. A learning disability has. You just don't learn, motherfucker. I'm going to beat your ass with fire and Dude, I would be so mad if, my, if I was an adult and my dad whipped my ass. <laughs> Especially if he did it with a toy and like I was a child and literally lashed my ass with it. I would be beyond. Like we would, Shane, you need to pack up your shit. We're leaving. Pumpo was six foot one and dad is five foot eight. Like, it doesn't matter. We'd be leaving that night. You need to pack up your toys. I'm just imagining my dad coming in all pissed and fucking like fire and brimstone drunk. Just, I'm fucking up just late. I'm going to get here. And Papa grabbing his ass up by his arm, throwing him over his fucking knee and going to town with my fucking ladders. <laughs> and when the first one broke, picking up a second one and just keeping on rolling. Oh, yeah. It's just so comical to think of a grown ass man getting bent over and spanked. <laughs> just like, saying, don't you ever come back you better in hope, this door. You better hope he doesn't tell his friends to listen to your podcast in prison. They don't need to know. <laughs> That's something he doesn't need going around to prison stories yeah hey dennis i heard that when you were a grown-ass man <laughs> i heard you're like in your 20s and got your ass whooped by your dad with a fire engine ladder a toy fire engine ladder that never happened he don't know what the fuck he's talking about he's having them childhood hallucinations <laughs> all right i'm gonna go ahead and let you guys know right now whenever my dad gets out of jail i fully expect him to replace the two fire engine ladders that i lost when i was six years old Next up, we're going to run to a quick promo break, but when we get back, we're going to talk about exactly how prepared we are or are not for a zombie apocalypse. So check it out. We'll be right back. After these messages, we'll be right back. 
What's up, Home Trees? It's me, Chris. And Corey. And Donnie. From the More Gooder Than Podcast. For each episode, the three of us pick a thematically similar movie. Like Dances with Wolves, The Last Samurai, and Avatar. Or Deep Impact, Armageddon, and Space Cowboys. And then duke it out until one movie is crowned most goodest. Three movies enter, one movie leaves. Ironically, Thunderdome was not the winner when we tackled the Mad Max trilogy. You know why, right? I... Oh, yeah. We don't need another hero! Hey, uh, where can people find more good of that? You can find us on Twitter at MGT Podcast, our website, mgtpodcast.com, and on Instagram and Facebook at More Gooder Than. We're in iTunes slash Apple Podcasts. You can find us on Podbean, Stitcher, Google Play, and any other podcatcher that you can think of. Remember, it's not just good, it's more gooder than. So, uh, how does the dealio sound to you? Now That I'm Older has kicked off our very own Patreon over at patreon.com slash now that I'm older. And I was able to get a couple of thoughts from Kenny about our brand new Patreon. The fuck is a Patreon? As you can tell, he's very excited and so am I. Now, if you don't know what Patreon is, go to patreon.com slash now that I'm older. It's going to allow you to pick from different goals that we've set up, things that we want to do to accomplish a better podcast for you guys, to bring you guys a better podcast every single week and to get you guys a better now that I'm older. We've got some things that we're going to need to do and we're going to need your help with them. But if you give us help, we're going to give you something right back. Things like shout outs from Kenny, stickers, t-shirts, exclusive content, all sorts of stuff. So go to patreon.com slash now that I'm older and I'm going to close out now with a few more words from Kenny about what he thinks about Patreon. I thought you were talking about a role-playing character. You thought Patreon was a role-playing character. It sounds like one of the bad guys they would throw at us. There's your commercial. Thanks. Yeah. Um, shouldn't we like learn by dodging balls that are thrown at us or? That's what this sack of wrenches is for. You can dodge a wrench, you can dodge a ball. What? Hello, my friends. We are the Who's Black the Puns podcast. My name is Bradley J, and I'm here with Nico. Hello, guys. And Fuzzy Dan. Hello. And we are a pun podcast. We watch two movies a week. Two (laughs) movies. How about you go? We watch two movies every week that have absolutely nothing to do with each other except for the fact that they have a, a tenuous link in their titles. Dan, if you'd like to give us an example, perhaps. Uh, we recently did an episode of John Wickerman. John Wickerman. We did 10 Things I Hate About U-Turn. And our upcoming episode t- to be recorded tomorrow, The Evil Deadpool. We discuss each of these movies individually, and then we do what we like to call the mashup, and that's what these movies might stylistically look like if they were had crossover characters or plots or scenarios, etc. Exactly. And this is all fueled by our rage and um, lots of drinks. Uh, we have drinking rules, so you can drink along at home. Or in the office or wherever you listen to your podcast. <laughs> On the bus. <laughs> Driving to work. <laughs> Brown bagging it in public transport, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so we, we give uh, we give shop penalties for particularly good puns. We give shop penalties for particularly bad puns. <laughs> and lots of high fives thrown around, so, you know, it's all good. You can find us on iTunes and you can find us on all your other podcast catches, Stitcher Radio, etc. You can also stream us right from our website, which is whospikethepuns.com. We hope you check it out. Hope to see you out there in podcast land. Enjoy. Stay cool till later. (laughs) Shit, Negro. That's all you had to say. Okay, so... Dun-dun-dun, news update. Kenny's bringing us a a brand new news update from the world of Ken Baldwin. From the world of world world all-star hip-hop, whatever it's called. World star hip-hop? Yeah, world star. World star! (laughs) World star update. Okay, so a world star update from Ken Baldwin. KB Paper Stacks. This comes from Oregon, ladies and gentlemen. (coughs) Vancouver, Oregon. Vancouver. It seems like they're off by like a whole country. They're on the other side of Portland. They're on the Oregon side. Thank God we know where they're at now. So what happened? It's kind of like Marietta versus uh, Atlanta. So anyway, this guy is a pedophile, and he's an old pedophile, and he exposes himself to these two kids, and their dad's there. So the dad goes to confront him. Well, instead of the dude being all like you would expect, being like, I'm not a pedophile, denying it, he starts walking toward the dad talking shit with his dick still out. Hold on one second. Let me, let's, let's stop for a second. Let's tell him to suck it. 
There's a there's, there's a pause here because <coughs> that's a bold move, Cotton. And this is to where the video picks <laughs> This is dick out. So this Hold is where on. the video opens. If I'm standing nearby and I've got my two children standing there and you whip your dick out in front of them and then I see As you. As someone it, who has never lost a fight, I'm gonna say <clears throat> unequivocally, this is a bad plan. <laughs> having your dick out is not a plus in any well, shape or fashion. Having your dick out in front of children. Around another adult who's I'm not just a talking sick about the straight up fight. Like I get that, but I'm just saying, fight, like, yeah, you're adding shit to it. Though at any time you're going to be into a fight, you don't need your dick swinging around. Okay, <laughs> you is, want that thing nice and secure. That is definitely not something you want to have on display. I mean, because in what a fisticuffs altercation, and there's more to it than that. So the guy, the video opens, <laughs> the curtain comes up, and he's literally on the other side of this parking lot. It's like a parking lot in a park. So it's not a huge parking lot, but he's clearly got enough room to where if he wanted to, he could probably run away at least. Right. But instead, he's advancing toward the father with his dick out in his hand, saying something along the lines of suck it. You can't really hear real good because whoever's filming it's way back. Yeah, nice wide angle. Points for the person who recorded for being <laughs> at wide angle. If you people being... don't quit holding your phone and portrait while you're recording fights, I'm going to swear to God I'm going to slap somebody. Anyway. <laughs> So this guy starts advancing to the dad. He's got his camera out. I guess he's recording it for evidence purposes. He's, he's walking a, at him like he's a boxer or some shit like that. But no, it's not even like, a boxer. He's walking at him with his dick out. It looks weird. It's not like in a fight. So it's the like, other hand isn't up, like ready to fight. Like he's no, just no. It's like he's talking shit. Like it's like he thinks it's a wrestling match. <laughs> he's doing the DX suck it thing. Oh my god! So he's talking all the shit as he walks to him, and the dad's got a phone out, recording him coming toward him. And as soon as he gets like within reach distance, the dad hauls off and Russian bows him right squaw on the dick. Like kicks him hard on the dick. And of course, everything shuts down for Buddy. <laughs> He's not All down the- yet, but he like kind of bends over. And at that point, the dad just goes like Casey Jones on his ass. And just starts hooks. whooping his ass. And basically. like, dude's pants drop at this point, right? Because he's right. obviously holding him while he has dick out. <laughs> so now he's basically shackled. So he falls over because his pants are wrapped around his ankles. And the dad just goes down beating his ass until all of a sudden you see the mom run out there. She's like, Dennis? <laughs> I, don't think name, I don't think his name was Dennis, but we're going to go with Dennis since Shane's dad's name is Dennis. How great would it have been Dennis, if the mom you need to stop. You need to stop. You got him. How, how great would it have been if the mom would have ran up and went, world star? <laughs> That's what I was saying. And then so dad, she pulls the dad off. As they're walking away, the dad stops halfway out of the parking lot, turns around and goes, pull your pants up, you pervert. <laughs> <laughs> and that's when the video stopped and I was like there's your news update for the week <laughs> that's fucking creepy awesome. old pedophile gets ass beat for keeping his dick out too long um I, I, I there's something wrong with the wiring with anybody who says you know what I need to do whip my dick out in public there's this crowd of people <laughs> whether it's children adults men women doesn't matter there's this crowd of people I need to take my dick out because my dick is going to inspire these people to want to look at it and marvel at it. Exactly. Like angels are going to sing and shit. I call it Excalibur. <laughs> I mean, it, there, it, there's just so, stone. so many things going on with people who decide that they have to take their dick out and show it to everybody else. Yeah. I, I don't understand it. I don't get it. And I definitely don't understand deciding I'm going to walk up on another adult male with my dick out. <laughs> Let's just put you in such a tactical disadvantage. <laughs> I'm still stuck on that. It's crazy and all that stuff bothers me too, but it's like, well, you just. <laughs> you lost the fight before you started. You, you weren't even trying. <laughs> you had your You had the most, the literally the most indefensible position on your body left it open for him to attack with his first move. This is not good fighting skill whatsoever. <laughs> it was it was poor. <laughs> it was definitely It was poorly done. It was uh but it was nice to watch the fail. I mean he got the shit beat out of him. Um dude, I personally don't believe that if you're one of those people who decides that you, your dick is so important that other people need to see it, <laughs> um I don't feel as though you deserve to be Anybody ever try to molest you as a kid? Nobody ever tried to molest me. Uh, that as a means child. you're an ugly kid. <laughs> How many times did you uh, try to get molested there, Kenny? Nobody tried to molest me because I was bad. 
No, how many? Bad. I know that you. There was that one kid that tried to touch himself in my basement. (laughs) You told us about that. Kicked his ass because he's wearing sweatpants. Sweatpants are also a technical disadvantage in a fight. Just so you know. Oh yeah, you can jerk sweatpants down the leg. Not even just jerk them around. You can turn that into like a lasso on their ass. You can be swinging around the room by the fucking sweatpants. I'm saying, like, if you need to, you can fucking jerk them down, and then they have those fucking shackles uh, around their shoulders and shit. Then they're stuck in like the crazy position where they can't stand up straight. I'm telling you, sweatpants are dangerous. Sweatpants are dangerous. I have a, a, a serious question for you. It's something that it's something that I sit around and think about from time to time. And <laughs> the question is, are you prepared for a zombie apocalypse? Yeah, I've got a fucking exotic pet. Exotic pet. You really think Jack, your cat who likes to try and interrupt us while we're in the middle of recording, is going to stop a zombie? Jack has a lot to say. I think Jack honestly would run out the door and go find food off in the woods. And no, Jack would not be your friend he's anymore. zombie trained. Dude, when did you train your cat? I sent him to be trained. So that was back in 2012 when he went to zombie training school for cats, right? With a senpai. Exactly. But those. <laughs> he has a Honda sword. A Hanzo sword? A Hattori Hanzo sword? <laughs> yeah, it's made just for him. It's a little cat sized one. He'll fuck you up with that shit, though. But the problem is. It's weird when you see him. If you see him stand up on two legs and start going into a fight stance, you just need to leave. But the problem is he's trained to fight 2012 zombies. There's been no, a lot of changes. They have upgrades. They send him a package. There's been a lot of changes since 2012 he, he takes in the zombies. Tu- he does tutorials on YouTube. To keep updated. So let's seriously ask the question. If he a pharmaceutical a company. education credits for those. <laughs> he has to take like 20 hours every year. 12. It's not <laughs> as stringent as doctors. <laughs> so let's ask the question. If a zombie apocalypse broke out tomorrow, if like Pfizer came up with some sort of drug that people took and suddenly they started walking around, the dead people had the, the craving for flesh and shit I'd like that. I'd shoot the fuck out of them with 12-gauge shotguns. Do you believe that you're fully prepared for oh, what yeah. you need to do? Oh, yeah. I'm going to go loot shit. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm getting a new, like, I don't know, computer, um, some new sneakers. Why would you fucking need new sneakers? Because if zombie apocalypse happens, you need to be able to run good. And be able to be mobile. And I'm also going to loot like the like American Adventure camping store. Um, next place I would probably hit is like an Army-Navy store. Okay. Well, the, the, the article that I read. Because, I mean, said, obviously, these people are going to be, most of these people are going to get killed. Well, the first thing that the article says, the first tip they throw out is have a plan. And it sounds like you've already decided that you have a plan. Yeah, I'm going to rob the other preppers. You're going <laughs> to rob the other preppers. So you believe that you need I'm to go gonna, in. I'm going to be the grasshopper from a buck's life and be like, these ants collected this food. We're taking it. <laughs> so you don't believe that you need to try and get together with other people and try and create a No, that'll commune. never work. Those people will turn on each other. Why would they turn on each because other? Because they're people. I mean, there's going to be enough people around. people are all rotten. I'm gonna just take what I need and hole up. <laughs> you just so you're gonna you believe you'd be safer by yourself than with a whole bunch of with other lots people. of guns. Okay. I mean, I might have a small group of people. Like your brother will probably be there. We'll let you come over every now and then. No, I'd probably be running things. <laughs> I'd have you chained up in the back. <laughs> We'd have you playing on a computer that's not connected to anything. So you think you're running everything? Yeah, you keep running that. Does he know you're playing? That he's playing Sims Five? No. <laughs> I, I think quite honestly, what you need to do is try to create some. Make sort sure of a you colony. make your Sim takes the trash. <laughs> I think what you need to do is try and create some sort of a colony where you can have a group of people together. Colony's too many. I need a smaller group like ninjas. We, we strike not fast, a ninja. dude. This is. This do we is... have to be able to strike the convoys and take their supplies? We're going to basically be the raiders from Fallout. <laughs> so personally, if you're going to go, the, but not one of the bitch ass Raider camps, one of the big ones where there's a bunch of, them. hold on. So if you're going to go like the lone wolf route, you're going to have like two or three people with you. For me, I want to have more people. It's the wolf pack. I want to have like, all right, well you make the colony 10 to 20 and people. you can just decide who we need to rob. We won't tell anybody. <laughs> you guys will be my fucking strike force out in the fucking. <laughs> no, we're not going to be your strike force. You're basically going to make tribute of some of your citizens every month. Ted's been, not, an Ted's been an asshole. Raise his farm. Rob his tent, dude. Fuck him. <laughs> Fuck Ted. Rob his little cabbage patch. We don't like cabbage, though. Remember when Ted was the bathroom monitor all those years ago and you had to pee on him? <laughs> yeah, I remember. Pepperidge Farm remembers. That's Good. what it so, would come down So we're going to be robbing his farm tonight. Make sure security's on the other side of town. Suddenly I'm the governor from Walking Dead and I'm fucking like, all right, we're going to go rob this guy today. Hey, we got to um, do what you got to do. It's well, I'm the strongest at that point. So, obviously, gathering supplies is going to be one of the biggest things everybody's going to need to do first. I mean, first. if people can pay tribute, 
No, and we won't kill them. In the immediate aftermath of like the drug comes out and suddenly zombies are running through the streets. Because oh, I'm, dude, in I'm my totally world, got a plan for that too. In my world, zombies are running. They're not shambling around. They're running. They're scary as fuck, and they're running. They're running, but in my world, you cannot run them. Oh yeah, you can still outrun them, but they're running. But they're not, they're they're not like, but slow. they're not like broken ankles for no reason zombies. <laughs> they're not like comical zombie. <laughs> no, they're not that. But you know, after I shoot them with a shotgun, they won't be a problem. But a shotgun only has like what's the most capacity you can have? I got eight rounds in mine, but okay, I mean, it takes me like three rounds. seconds to reload those eight, and it's a sure shot. I mean, I've also got the AR with thirty, and I've got the nine with fifteen. But so, you're not going to be able to shoot all three guns at dude, the same time. J- 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 no, you don't shoot them at the same time. You shoot them in sequence. You start with the shotgun. You're probably going to need two other people with you to be able to shoot the other guns, so you don't get overrun by the zombies. No, you guys have to get your own guns. No, I can't. Have, no, your you know, your liberal household's gonna be fucked out of luck. You should have got a gun before the zombies got here. Oh no, the first thing I'm doing is robbing a fucking Walmart or some shit like that to get you all the guns that guns. I can. <laughs> I give a damn, dude. I'm getting as many guns and bullets Whatever. as I can. I have a Jack Bauer vest. Just know that. <laughs> okay, you have a cool vest. I'll have all the food. And I also shit have like the that. security badge from our movie. I'll have all. <laughs> so, the <fucking laughs> I'll be flashing that badge like it means stuff too. <laughs> I'll have all the food and shit. You'll be like. I'm going to put it on my chain necklace. So I have like the chain necklace cop with a badge on the necklace because I'm too cool to wear it on my shirt. Okay. Guys out in the now that I'm older world, if Kenny, if everything does break down into a zombie apocalypse and Kenny comes up with a badge on, it just says security officer. Don't listen to him. (laughs) It it has. Be more worried about the sidearm. As his attorney, I can tell you that he's not able to do anything with that badge. Okay. A zombie apocalypse, I can do whatever I want. (laughs) First and foremost. As the governor of our little colony, you're I, not you, the governor. I am obviously the governor. We're going to call you the uh, commissioner. No, I'm the governor. You're the commissioner. It's uh, Governor Smith is ordering Smith. you to stand. I don't down like commissioner. That's too good too. You're hall monitor Shane. That's what you are. Well, you don't even get to use your last name with your title. Well, now you're in the stockade for the next. You're three the months. assistant. Now you're in the stockade for the you're next. You're the three assistant months. to the governor. <laughs> you're not even. You're not even the regional manager. You're the assistant to the regional manager. <laughs> Um, Not the assistant regional manager, assistant two. So obviously you need to gather as many supplies like rob camp stores, rob uh, grocery stores. You need to get as much food as you can. I'm probably going to have about 20 or 30 people in my little commune. Yeah, I got a couple islands scoped out on Lake Altoona. Yeah, obviously you'd want to be in an island. You'd want to try and get to Tybee Island or some shit like that. Tybee Lake Island's Altoona. nowhere near here. It's no, it's four, it's four hours away, <laughs> but it's remote as shit too. Compared but the coast are going to be fucked up. You don't want to be around the coast. What, are the zombies coming by boat? Too? No, that's when the Mongols are going to come and take advantage of us being under a zombie siege. The Mongols are going to come? Yeah, it's all part of the prophecy. <laughs> you know the prophecy? The Mongol prophecy of yeah. the zombie apocalypse? When the zombies come, Wait Genghis Khan comes. I'm talking about going, is it Cthulhu as well? Does he come with Genghis Khan? That's later. That's it's part all of, it's part it's of toward the, the end. That's, but dude, you're talking about the third prophecy, okay? We're not even past the second right, one. Yeah, Jesus. Totally, I'm, I'm, I'm going to join up with Cthulhu. <laughs> he might as well. I mean, he's going to win. It's already foretold. Uh, no, Cthulhu's not going to win. Dude, he's bigger than like mountains. <laughs> he's going to win. <sighs> I can't believe you'd put your uh, you'd put all your support behind Cthulhu when we're fighting a zombie apocalypse. I can't. I don't understand you sometimes. This is why I have to be the governor, no, and you're in the stockade. Just, he's just going to eat you. You're not even big enough to eat. You're going to be like plaque on his tooth. People are going to be like, what happened to Ken Baldwin? You guys used to have that great show. (laughs) He's one of Cthulhu's generals now. He's He's in the stockade because he tried to join up with Cthulhu. He's the horseman of war. There's no stockade. You don't get a stockade. We're just going to give you some playpens and tell you you can call him No, you're obviously in the stockade under lock and key with your guns. Being held by guards Does does he know this is a greenhouse and the frame's made of aluminum? Shh. He thinks he's a governor. Just to play along. As, as the governor, you're going to be in the stockade yeah, for a long time. Nobody would vote for you. There's not going to be any voting, dude. I'm going to fucking get like five or six people to be loyal Whatever. to me and fucking take over my force. Okay? How are you going to do that? You don't have anything to give to him. I'm going to lead raids. That's going to, I'm going to be like a... I have a colony, I'm going to be dude. like a I'm going to have water. I'm going to have chicks. You're going to be Hamilton. I'm going to be Washington. You're just going to end up being my financial advisor. <laughs> no. I'm going to be the one running shit. While you're out fighting and shit like that, I'm going to be going to rob your little stores and shit like that. And when you yeah, get yeah, back, yeah. you're going to have to be loyal He's to me. He's full of shit. You guys don't have to As Governor stuff. Smith, I am putting a decree out right now that Kenny is an outlaw. And if he comes around here, shoot him on something. He has no guns. I have all the guns. All the people with guns would we be the Walmart in the very beginning. Y'all don't know how to use them. 
No, we do know how to use them. In fact, we have a former you did, Marine. Did you just ask me how, we, many, <laughs> how many rounds the shotgun would hold? No, I asked you how many rounds your shotgun would hold, because yeah, I know there's different yeah, ones. Typically, it's five. How much a shotgun could hold, actually. No, I said an Summer automatic two. shotgun. Summer two. Yeah, I know they're stupid. That's dumb. In my opinion, if you got a shotgun that holds two shots, that is a tactical disadvantage. All the old ones, all the breech shotguns were that way. Um, the next, two barrels. The next part of the plan says you're going to need some weapons, which we already we already know. Yes, you're gonna I established that right off the bat because obviously I know what to do. Then the next one, you and I are going to have to work on because the next tip in Are You Ready for a Zombie Apocalypse is going to be fitness. Because I got an exercise bike already. I'm working on my shit. We're not talking about fitting this uh, Reese's peanut butter cup in your mouth. I don't you eat get Reese's one. peanut butters anymore. You used to, Ooh, though. I'm eating protein now. You're eating pro- what kind of protein are you eating there, buddy? It's beef, pork. All so no vegetables. No, no. Some, any- some. I ate some green beans the other day. I was pretty pissed off, but and carrots. <laughs> Those were good. So it's. I was watching Walking Dead at one. I point. actually had a salad the other day. Wow, dude, people that must at work have been were hard shot. for you. That was good. I put a lot of ranch dressing on it. Yeah, that, that totally helps. That it makes the salad worth it. was and fat-free. Yeah, the chemical shitstorm. Oh, oh okay, Nikki. We're going to start with that. <laughs> Enjoy your kale. <laughs> um, so, for both of us, the it's definitely... The bugs need it. It's always... Like, I was watching Walking Dead at one point, and they had a guy on there who was, had lost his leg, and he wanted to go on yeah, one of their missions. Y'all are going to die in the first month, because the first time y'all find food, it's not going to be organic. <laughs> oh, fuck that, dude. I'll be eating Butterfingers and uh, shit. I'll be eating everything. I'll believe you the way I see it, because uh, y'all gone soft on yourselves. Um, we're definitely going to probably relocate to like a, a very remote area. I told you I have an island scoped out in the middle of Lake Altoona. Zombies um, can't swim. Exactly. But I'm thinking probably of going to uh, Savannah, maybe Florida. Um, nope, nope, nope. This is poor planning on your part. Why? I just told you the coast is going to be where the fucking Mongols come. <laughs> I don't believe the Mongols are going to attack all the way up at the top. I think they're going to attack Miami. No, they're going to hit everywhere. They're going to be like the new Vikings. Dude, from the, from the intel I have, they're coming in through Miami. And they're going to use Somali pirates as, as help. Yeah, they're going to use Somali but pirates anyway, as help. The, the coasts are going to get all fucked up because once things go south, people are going to start using nukes and attempt to wipe out the, the mass zombie horde, which moves like a crab horde. A crab horde? You know how a crab horde moves? No. Yeah, a big ball of crabs on the bottom of the ocean. You don't watch enough Deadliest Catch. <laughs> I don't watch enough Deadliest Catch. Crabs and zombies are a lot alike. Crabs and zombies. They are. And the zombies are going to form a big ball of zombies, and that's where the mass center, and they're going to try to wipe them out with nukes, but radiation doesn't work on them, so they're only going to be taking out little pockets of them. And the nukes are going to raise the temperature of the planet, and the, the coast is going to be fucked. Like, Macon's going to be the new Savannah. I'm calling it now. So I'm going to take my uh, my crew to Macon. You can. I've been to Macon. I ain't going nowhere near those people. I'm getting my island in Altoona, which is way above sea level. It's not going to change. Yeah, but see, as soon as you get, like, once I've established myself in Macon and we create Plus, a colony my turrets there. turrets will work much better on that lake than they will on the ocean. Saltwater will fuck up on the mechanics of the turrets. Sure. What I'm saying is once I've got my colony built and we double You're in size. You're not going to have a colony. Dude, after the first like 90 days when we've got like 80 people in the Before you ever start building something, somebody's going to piss you off and you're going to do something extreme and the rest of the colony's going to be like, Shane's an asshole. (laughs) He killed Ted over nothing. (laughs) He said something about making him pee on his shirt when he was a kid. It was weird. He always said he'd get Ted and he finally did. We can't Um, trust him. Let's go join that General Baldwin. (laughs) It's militia. (laughs) That's when I'd have him shot on the way out. Anybody who left would be shot. We'd rescue them. That'd you be, would, you would be more people them. for our militia. I think the zombie apocalypse. I think you and I. Both Jack's going to be last. the mascot. You and I are going to last about six, seven months oh, during gonna, the zombie apocalypse. I'm going to take over, dude. You don't understand. I'm going to Jack in my corner with his little Hondo sword. Hanzo sword. I, I was about to say it's a Hanzo. Whatever, dude. The cat language is different. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the next tip to surviving a zombie apocalypse, according to the article I found, was know your zombie films. Dude, the zombie films are stupid. How are the zombie films stupid? They've taught you exactly how to Because zombies are not nearly as interesting, so they have to bullshit their way to make a movie through an hour and a half. Zombies are fucking lame. Zombies are lame, but if they start Start attacking the country... If they start attacking the country, I want to know exactly what to do. Because of Shaun of the Dead, I know, hit a zombie in the head. It's easier than that. How is it easier than you that? You just have to remove enough mass for them to no longer operate. It doesn't have to necessarily just be the head. 
I mean, if you wipe out 90% of their torso, they're, they're not coming at you anymore. Yeah, but their arm can still come at you. Well, don't, don't, don't near it. <laughs> Dude, I'm not going to have I'm taking an, out both their legs. I'm not going to bother to waste another shot on their He's going to have, like, fucking half-dead torsos all around it going, ah. Somebody's got to take out the trash. Ah, they're not going to be able to take out uh, the we're trash. We're going to beat them out. Oh, you have no C. You don't have planning. I do. We're going to domesticate zombies. You're not going to domesticate zombies. We're going to have zombie-drawn carriages and all kind of shit. <laughs> Your city's going to be a really weird place, I got to say, dude. Oh, dude, I'm going to wear a skull on my face. <laughs> it's going to be crazy. You're going to look like that stupid villain from Mad Max Fury Road, aren't you? Maybe. <sighs> See, that's stupid. A little bit. Um, Not quite. More like Skeletor. A, a little bit stupid? More like Skeletor. More like Skeletor. Are you going to have a crazy voice, dude? Well, like, every blue. time I walk up to your colony, like, when we have Oh, to, like, Shane! <laughs> every time we have to negotiate, I'm like... I'm here to speak to General Baldwin. Yes, it's me. All right, Kenny, come on, dude. Did you Seriously, dye your, did you dye yourself blue? <laughs> yes, <laughs> and I have purple leotards. <laughs> Kenny, stop trying to ride. They that made tiger. every character for the toy set of He Man have the same body. <laughs> every character they had, had the same one. They had body. one mold. Some of them had clothes painted on them. <laughs> Some of them did not. Some of them were blue. Some of them were green. The body Some of, of them were human color. The body of every single one of them was the exact same Battle shape. Cat and whatever the Panther's name were, same exact cat. One just had velvet on it. Different colors, <laughs> and one had velvet. The that purple was one was it. way better because it had velvet on it. Oh, it felt cool when you were playing with it. You're like, oh, yeah. So do you think, honestly, that you and I are prepared for the zombie apocalypse? Because I think no, we're going to have... I'm a, prepared. I think you're going to be out of luck. I think we're going to have a warring I think faction. you have a garden that grows nothing but kale. <laughs> Well, we're going to survive on kale while you're out there being a cannibal. I think that's what you would do first. Oh, I would, would totally become a cannibal before I'd eat your goddamn kale. <laughs> I mean, absolutely. Let's, let's put that on record right now. Kenny just said I would you can rather put that eat on record human. any day of the week. You can call me next week and verify it yourself. Go ahead yes. and say it. I would become a cannibal before I would eat the goddamn kale you're growing in your backyard. You would eat human or before any you other would eat kale. kale. Yeah. That's weird, man. That's that's just That's just real weird. I wonder if Chinese taste different. We came, we saw, we kicked its ass. That's it for Now That I'm Older this week, guys. Thank you so much for checking out the show. You can find us online, nowthatimolder.com, Facebook, Google Play, Stitcher, and iTunes. You can also find us on Twitter and Gmail, but it's at NTIOPod. Check back next Thursday for a brand new episode. And as always, getting older sucks, but can be awesome at the same time. Have a great week. All right, guys, this has been another episode of Now That I'm Older. I'm here with Kenny. He's decided I'm just taking off my headphones off. off. I, have to go. I just told you. I got dirty drawers. We're not still talking about your underwear, Kenny. What the hell? Instead, only try to realize the truth. What truth? There is no spoon. There is no spoon? Then you'll see that it is not the spoon that bends, it is only yourself. <laughs>